We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. We got a chance today to show who we are in front of the world. Looking deep has a man wide open. Touchdown. Touchdown for Jacksonville. Touchdown, Jacks. You're listening to Down by the Bank, a Jacksonville Jaguars podcast with Corey, Derek, and JK3. All right, welcome to Down by the Bank, affiliated with the Blue Wire Podcast Network. This is Corey. Hey, guys. What's up? It's Derek. What's up, y'all? It's JK3. So end of season recording post uh, Jags Chiefs 27-20 lost in the divisional round. Um, you know, Obviously, we'll have a lot of thoughts on that. I know you guys do. Um, part of the fun that you all experienced, you know, despite the loss, was actually going out to the game. And if anybody followed the Twitter account, we had some pretty good pictures and videos when JK3 and Derek made it out to Kansas City and, and got to experience everything. Um, even with the loss, and we'll get into the, the game analysis, maybe you guys can walk us through that that whole experience. Because I know we had some pretty good feedback and interaction on Twitter with folks just kind of curious about, you know, stadium uh, review and how the fans are and how the food was and were you able to catch up with other Jaguars fans? So do you think you guys can give us kind of a a breakdown of how the whole trip went? Yeah, yeah. You know, first of all, for a a road trip of that magnitude with that many fans there, you got to give a shout out to uh, BCB, man. Bold City Brigade, uh, Cap, all those guys. Because to put that stuff together, you know, time in and time out, and then for the amount of people that took over that bar on Friday night, like it was, it was, you were shoulder to shoulder Friday night, shoulder to shoulder. Yeah, Uh, no, it was, it was, it it was was, crazy. It was insane to see. Um, I mean, I think even starting on like that Friday, like leaving out, you know, seeing the amount of fans that were. Um, you know, at JIAA um, and then, um, or JIA, uh, and then also, you know, then picking up more, because I think we went from Jax uh, to at- Atlanta and then from Atlanta to KC. So picked up some more there. Um, you know, we were on that kind of viralish video from where uh, Mio Bryant got the uh, the pilot to do the Duval. So that was kind of cool uh, to, to, to be on, on that. But I think... You know, once we touched down, man, there was a lot of there was, you know, I think for that game and for the weather, 
shout out to the Jags fans that were able to, you know, pony up and make it out there. Okay, cool. So on the plane, because I'm going to take this piece by piece, okay? So just so you understand. <laughs> Well, first of all, when you were at your house getting dressed to go to the airport, no, I'm just kidding. Um, yeah. But uh, the plane ride, were there Jags fans on the plane? Going? Yeah, yeah, there was there was a ton. There was a ton of Jags fans, and then you know the connection in Atlanta, there were some Chiefs fans on there too. So um, it was really you know good to see uh, you know out of what was it, 175, 180 passengers, like probably two thirds of that were Jaguar fans. Hmm. Yeah. So yeah. Um, and the funniest part was the connection out of Atlanta. People from Atlanta, like just going to, you know, Kansas City for the weekend or wherever they were going. I had to explain to a couple like what you know Duval meant. And you know, you, we we probably get this all the time from out of towners. But I remember when I told the guy and his wife, he looked at me and was like, "That's it." I said, "Yeah, man, that's it. There's no. It's our county. It's kind of our rally cry. There's no hidden meaning behind it. That is it." And he was so shocked. That something so simple meant so much, and I was like, "Yeah, it's not. It's not really simple, you know. To us, it's everything." But um, I think the yeah. funniest part, <laughs> the funniest part of the day too, is like as you travel, um, and you're on the same itinerary with like some people. Um, you know, we we see these people for like probably like four four or five hours, you know, and you know, you just all also just become best friends, and then once we landed in KC, um, you know, and, and you know, got to our hotel. Obviously, the thing is like you know you were in KC. We gotta get some barbecue, so we go to barbecue. We go get the barbecue. And everybody's wearing Jack stuff, so we, you see some of the same people that you've been seeing on the flights from Jacksonville. Oh, yeah. You're like, oh, yeah. Yo, yeah. yo, what are y'all doing here? We're eating. What are you doing here? We're hungry. So you know, kind of seeing that, and then also, uh, you know, seeing the amount of Chiefs fans that you know it's a regular Friday for them. You know, they may be doing business lunches, uh, you know, going out to lunch for some of their friends, things like that. And you see a bunch of Jaguar fans, you know, coming into, you know, a KC establishment. And they are, I would say that this was probably my 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 best interaction with the Way fans because it's like, they're like, hey, welcome to Kansas City. We hope you enjoy today because tomorrow, you know, it's going down. But while you're here, you need to go around the corner over here. This person got the best barbecue and like, you know, just oh, pretty cool. much, uh, you know, pretty much interacting. Um, you know, we saw a, a group of, uh, you know, some guys that were kind of just super rowdy that were like, yeah, you know, it's going down tomorrow. Y'all get your barbecue in now. Tomorrow is it's going to be insane. So, um, you know, shout out to some of the KC fans. I know that everybody may not have had that kind of interaction interaction in Kansas City, but for us. Uh, you know, where we sat and everything else like that. Nothing but um, Midwest hospitality, uh, you know, from any of the fans there. And, uh, you know, it was a it was a, it was a really awesome time. Uh, I mean, and, and then leading up to, you know, going out to Johnny's Tavern on Friday night, um, you know, shout out to the Jaguars, uh, you know, for getting, you know, your 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 local personalities there, your Frank Frangies, your Brett Martineau's, your Dan Hickens, um Tony Baselli, Jeff Lagerman, uh, Marcel from um, I think it's Action Action Sports Jacks that he, who he records for James Coleman, everyone, Mia O'Brien, everyone that if you're a Jaguars fan and you consume any type of Jaguars content, 
whoever you can, even the guys from Down by the Bank were there. Derek Insane, Smith, right? John Kellum, <laughs> JK3. Yep. That was you know, the main attraction I heard. So, so seeing, seeing a lot of the local personalities there. And I think one of the things that, that didn't, that, that went unsaid that I want to go on record in saying is that, you know, at Johnny's Tavern, um, big takeover uh, for the fact of the Jacksonville Jaguars, like the actual organization, official organization. I don't know where the money came from, but rumor got around that the Jags had put a substantial amount of money down on tabs. So everybody that was there just having a good time, man. Everyone was, you know, having a couple of drinks and things like that. You know, so shout out to the organization. First class move to really welcome those fans. And again, it's not like that on every away game. You know, I've been to several um, you know, every now and then there's a Bold City, like, branded, you know, takeover. And I guess this is one of those takeovers. And if you haven't been, man, to to piggyback what Derek said, they make it super easy about where to go and see other like-minded, you know, Jaguars fans. Um, the, the next day they had a crazy tailgate, um, you know, as well that was kind of all-inclusive when you paid for it. So, again, you know, th- those guys did a, you know, a supreme job <clears throat> of making sure that, you know, you knew where – you know, people were, and you didn't have to worry about finding, you know, Jags fans and things like that. Okay. So heading to the stadium, I saw that uh, you guys got a picture with Andy Reid, it appeared to, to be. <laughs> that guy looks dead on. What, like what, was, what was funny was, as we're getting, we're walking up, and I'm like, man, he did a good job with that costume. <laughs> and and I forget her name, and, and forgive me, and I don't mean to, to pick at you, um, but. A- Angie. Uh, she was like what's the coach doing with us and what what jk3's friends was like that that that's that's not that's not the coach are you sure look just like him now in her defense defense. dude did a if he was standing next to andy reed on the sidelines (laughs) unless you were 10 feet up on them you wouldn't have been able to tell the difference he had that thing down to a t i think the only thing that really gave him away was the day uh like he he had some older pants on that looked like they came from a thrift store, and which that's okay. <laughs> but you know he had some older pants on, and then he was wearing the headgear. Like yeah. you know, I'm like like <laughs> yeah, like what's that you plugged into, bro? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but other than that, like if if he didn't, if he had on regular street clothes or anything else like that, if you saw this guy walking around in real life, you could swore that was Andy Reid, and like people. He even might need to post- do a twenty three and me like that's how. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Even though we like we we taken pictures and I said I've sent it to and and Ange wasn't the like the only person like a lot of people that just are in the moment are thinking like dang y'all got a picture with Andy Reid it's like bro why would Andy Reid be out here with us two hours before that's the true. game yeah that would but, be a little weird um I that's did have really a miss I did have a mishap um on 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 Saturday going to the game so. Um, of course, De- Derek and I uh, were waiting for our Uber, and you know I was kind of hyped up, getting ready. Oh, you're you gonna know. tell the whole story finally. The yeah, whole story's yeah, gonna yeah, come yeah, out. Yeah, tell yeah, the whole story. Yeah. So I was having cause... a good time. I hit a little moonwalk uh, in the in the uh, in in the lobby, and Derek said something to the tune about like your soul is about to fall off. I didn't hear him, but you know. Apparently that was what was really was happening. So this is all your fault for really not saying, "Hey, no, I'm being serious. Your soul is about to fall off." So yes, you kind of said it as a joking matter, but you didn't. You you know. So anyways, so we get to the uh, we get to Arrowhead, um, super awesome stadium. First of all, like 
Derek, I well, before we even get into that, Derek, I want you to just articulate like the tailgating scene at Arrowhead. Like, dude, tents everywhere. I saw more more games of um what was it called? Uh Cornhole. Cornhole and people just having a good time, grilling out, uh, you know, and not just one tent, like a couple tents, you know. Like, there had to be 20,000 tents up. Like, really I don't know how they keep them in stock. Yeah, all over the stadium. And not just regular tents. They were all Chiefs tents. Mm, and yeah. people just all over the place having a good time. Um, the When you're walking through, so the way it works is, you know, there's a lot of hills there. And so we had gone past our point to get to the Bold City tailgate. So you had to go back and go like down these stairs and under this bridge. So as we're like turning around, JK3 realizes that his feet, his foot's getting wet. (laughs) (laughs) And he's like, what the hell? So he, he takes off, you know, he looks at one shoe and says, oh, dang, it's broken. Then he looks at the other one. He's like, oh, dang. And I was like, I told you, but not the moon. You were moonwalking in the hotel for whatever reason. Having excitement, fun. excitement. Then <laughs> your boots falling apart. Yeah. So he thought um, when you said your soul uh, was coming off, it was like a metaphor. Yeah, I didn't know he was. I didn't know, like <laughs> if if he was being serious. A real friend would have said, "Hey, no, you need what? to go upstairs and change out of these boots." So, Sounds like it, yeah. So Sounds now, like what it. what has happened is that my my soul is completely dry rotted off of my boot. Um, we spent forty five minutes probably walking around to tailgates asking people for duct tape because <laughs> I had the idea that I was going to get duct tape and kind of just duct tape them together and it'd be cool. Uh, that did not yeah. work. You're because, making Jacksonville look bobo when you're yeah there. yeah. And then so if you are if you do see or go to any of our social medias and you'll see. I'm standing there and I've had multiple people ask me, like, yo, what is that on your what is that on your foot? Like, <laughs> why is it why does it look like that? So um, so for about four hours I walked around pretty much barefoot with uh, <laughs> duct tape wrapped around my my snow boots that had fallen off. So Frostbite. um I found so we went to the Bold City tailgate. I was pretty stationary for so for people that came up and said what's up to us. I didn't move because my feet were hurting. <laughs> um and so I found a pizza box to stand on. So oh standing on God. standing on the pizza box trying to <laughs> you gotta think about it, man. I'm in the moment. I've spent money on an airplane ticket. I've spent money on you know a lot. I, I, I'm here. I'm in the moment. I'm not going back. We yeah. and the, the where the hotel is compared to you know how how far Arrowhead was. It's not. It wouldn't happen. I would have if I would have had to go back to the hotel. I would have gotten back to Arrowhead at halftime. And I just that just wasn't gonna happen. So okay. and Derek, by the way, just texted us in the group text with a photo and he circled it for me. So let me take a look at this. <laughs> wow, that looks terrible. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> hey, one thing you're gonna get when you go on a away trip with me, I'm there. I'm in the elements. <laughs> like there is no there's no complaining. I'm here. Anyways, so we'll post that picture, by the way. Yeah, we will. <laughs> so um we're walking to the stadium and you know, I don't know if it was the alcohol that was in me or what, but I'm just like, I'm okay. I'm having a good time. So we get inside um, and security didn't, no one just decided to address my feet or anything else like that. Walking through the parking lot, I can feel the salt 
from when they salted the roads. It felt like I was walking on glass, like Houdini <laughs> or something like this, walking on glass all the way through. So we get there, we get inside, and then it starts snowing. Mm. And that's cool. Like, it's cool, right? You're like, oh man, it's snowing. Like, man, this is awesome taking pictures. And then I look down and my feet instantly get cold because I realize I'm standing in a puddle of duct tape with 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 no sh- no shoes on. So I, I look over to Derek and I was like, yo, man, we got a problem. I got to go find some shoes. Um, long story short, end up going into the official chief store. Um, only thing they had in was a size 11 in these women's clogs. Uh, they look like Crocs, but like in permanent sport mode with like a heel on the back. And they have these little Kansas City Chiefs arrowheads like all over them. Um, so I bought them. I had to buy them. I had to buy the bullet. They were, uh, you know, $115. No way. Was- <laughs> $115? $115, oh $125 after tax. Oh, um, man. It was either that or hypothermia. Cause it, it was it stopped snowing probably around right before halftime, but wow. the temperature dropped like in the fourth quarter. So he definitely I would have had to like freaking fireman's carry his ass. Yeah. <laughs> my my feet would have looked like Mr. D De- or oh, you've never seen Mr. Deeds. I, I know you have, I'm not even gonna say it, but if any any anybody that's ever seen Mr. Deeds when he has his uh his butler who had the frostbite. Oh no, Mr. Deeds had the frostbite uh on his foot. So that's how my foot would have looked. I didn't switch it. So no. things like that are what make uh, you know away games fun. Um, I, I'm for for people who are wondering. I still do have uh, you know the 125 dollar clogs. Uh, they're actually in my man cave now. So hmm. it's a it's a memory. That, that is yeah, I like always, that. That's fun. Yeah, expensive, always but things. yeah, it's fun. It's a very uh, expensive memory. It's either that or the story would have ended with you getting your foot amputated, which would have been kind of depressing. But That would have been uh, a great story. I went to Arrowhead, the Jacks took an L, and I also have no left foot. <laughs> I don't know. I go hard. Great story. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it'd be a story. That's, that's for sure. Um, yeah. All right, so what about stadium review? And, and and I know I'm like getting into the details, but I saw so many tweets and I don't want to say making fun of because I don't want to be a jerk about it, but just talking about like the... the um, the you know scoreboard screen whatever you want to call it titantron for the wrestling fans yeah little. they were saying it was little and so so okay. tell me about that Derek and then oh. also like their video production stuff too like how it compares all right production's actually okay the uh, scoreboards are very small I was telling some Chiefs fan like guys behind us um, it was funny you know when the game was going on it was like don't talk to us we were both like taunting each other but as soon as the game was over or if the, if there was a stop and play. We were like, all right, man, like, tell me about Jack, da da da, because they know they're coming here next year. Um, when I told them the size of our scoreboards, like, all four of those guys looked at me like, you serious? I said, yeah, and we got two of them. I said, that, that thing you have, you could fit three of those on our scoreboard. And I don't think that would still be enough. I don't um, think so, by the looks yeah. of it. Um, and so they, they do a good job. The, the stadium. From a noise, and I know they they were all gassed up about, you know, Trevor and what he said. And I'm like, look, you guys don't realize, okay, first of all, the stadium does get loud, but it's built in a basin, okay? Mm -hmm. So basically, when we went to our seats, um, the first row was, um, the first, like, 100 level was basically underground. 
So huh. I'm going to let JK3 finish up the rest. So it's it's pretty much built to a system. Like, it's loud. Don't get me wrong. But I think the thing that what makes Arrowhead as loud um, and it, its claim to fame is um, one, that there aren't very many vantage points to watch the game. There's only one way to watch it, and that's to sit in your seat and watch it. You know, there's no bud zone. There is no pools. There's no, you know, any, there's no dailies place or anything else like that. So the reason why you come to Arrowhead is that you're coming, you know, for whether it be a concert, whether it be a football game, you know, you're coming for, for, for that. Um, you know, the screens, yes, are, you know, small and stature compared to what we do have. But also the thing that makes it, you know, great is that, it is a very old school stadium where it's kind of built in a recessed bowl. So it goes down far and then the noise is, you know, um, you know, what kind of keeps it in. So, you know, here in, in Florida, you know, you wouldn't be able to do that because, you know, we're already below sea level and everything else <laughs> like that. So you wouldn't be able to do anything <laughs> like that. So but it is um, I, I think as far as, you know, the game day, um, you know, they have a very awesome um, they've, they've got the best of both worlds there because I think they also they, there's a there's an air force base nearby so they get the flyovers like we do awesome flyover I think it was like four F14s um, and then also if you've never been to a game um, and just giving Jags fans forewarnings when they do come here next year um, at the end of the national anthem they always say you know in the home of the brave but instead of the brave they say Chiefs home of the Chiefs. So I don't know if they're saying brave because like of, you know, the Indian, like a brave, or if they're just saying chiefs just because Native American. You know, they want to do that. Native, Native American. American. That's, I didn't that's mean to say it. Man, come on, bro. Don't do me like that. You know what I mean? I, you know what I mean? So if anyone takes offense to that, I apologize. So I didn't know if they mean because of the substitute for the Native American brave or, you know, chief. Either way, it's cool. I think it's awesome. You know they do it. So, um, but pregame, man, they they do a, they do a good job there. Uh, they do a great job of of uh, their production is really good from a sense of um, you know they've got the camera on the players that you want to see. They've got the camera on Mahomes warming up. They've got the camera on Kelsey. They've got the camera on Chris Jones. Um, you know a lot of players, and then you know they their their team also has a lot of personality as well. So you know they're not too cool for school when the camera's on them to sit there and still be in their warmups or anything else like that. Cameras on them, they know it. The crowd knows it. They get the crowd hype and they really play into that 12th man, you know, or, you know, that, that arrowhead stadium, um, you know, kind of feel to it. So yeah, it was, it was, it was really, it was really cool. Now, now I'll say this and, you know, we, we were, you know, losing and about to lose. And so I decided, I said, look, man, all you, you know, guys, you know, Wonderful hospitality, you, know, you you know you know cheer on your chiefs. You stole the tomahawk chop or the chop. As you no know. one, no one even listens to you when you know, <laughs> no, you one they, they no, one to, no one cares. They no one cared. No one cared. No one cared. You were, were you getting told mad. Like four or five people, and they were like, "What? Yeah, okay, yeah, they, cool. Yeah, no, no scoreboard, buddy." And I was like, no. "No, he's like trying to." He's trying no, to no, deflect the loss no, right now. He's just a Gator fan talking because he's mad because he had to hear it <laughs> twice this season. All right. Um, I actually no. hear it when I go to Braves games too. Yeah, th- there you go. But no. Um, 
as as far as the experience, it was, you know, yeah, the game obviously we're not happy about, but as far as the experience, it was it was very good. Like I got no complaints. Even checking out to buy stuff, they don't even have someone ringing stuff up. You put it on this scale-looking thing, and it takes this digital scanner, and then it rings it up, and then you just you can pay oh. with like Apple Pay. That's interesting. It looks like a scale. Yeah, you can put like a hot dog or popcorn and a beer under it, and it says scanning, scanning, and then it spits out a total. Hmm. And you just pay for it and go. Yeah. Did they like what about food and uh, stuff like that? Oh, were there free refills on soda? Uh, no, 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 no refills. Sorry, man. Well, that's a joke. <laughs> Sorry, hey, hey, I'll say this though: buying a beer there and being able to keep it for you know longer than ten minutes before it gets hot was actually pretty nice. Uh, <laughs> and they also had Little John. They also had Little John for their yeah. Little John was their halftime oh. show, <laughs> which of course is completely comparable to uh, to our halftime shows. They have like triple the budget apparently. But um, getting into the game, man, um, they 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 come out. They score, we come out, and we when we answered back, I will say, when we answered back, you could tell that there were some Jags fans there, and you could tell that, you know, we we were there meeting business and in our in our actual seats. That yeah. I will say. I will say, you know, from when we actually scored, you could actually hear um pregame. Um, you know, I I had a couple texts that people were saying that they could hear some, you know, hear hear us on TV, hearing you all, you know, being being yelled loud, mm-hmm. um, you know, so that was awesome. And, and I will, you know, everybody knows how the game ended up and, and things like that. But for the first time, I'll say for, for, for probably one of the first times, man, like in that third or fourth, I think it was in the fourth quarter, um, one of the KC fans behind us uh, was just like, you know, if, they, if we don't score, if we don't score here, we're in trouble. Because yeah. it was one of those things where you could kind of see where – Jacksonville was beginning to get that momentum. Jacksonville was beginning to, you know, maybe one or two plays. We had a missed or a drop or something like that or a penalty that kind of kicked us out of field goal range and things like that. And that's only so that's only sustainable for so long. And it was the same kind of thing where we were getting some stops on defense. And we're just like, yo, we just got to we just have to put something together. And it seemed like every time we mounted a couple of drives, or a couple of like plays together, something got us out of field goal range, or something got us away from points, or there was a you know a, a major drop or something like that, or you know they just came, you know the Chiefs defense kind of you know had that bend uh, don't break mentality. So, but it was um, you know I, I think as far as it for the game goes, it was as an entertaining as it you know was going to be, and for this team to take. Uh, you know, the number one scoring offense and the number one team in the AFC, you know, to the wire like we did. Nothing, to, nothing, nothing to, you know, hang your head low, you know, about that. Of course, the res- end results, you know, does end up stinking. But I feel way better about the day after here versus 2017 and that, that day after. You know what I mean? That's but, yeah, I, I feel way more confident. Um, you know, uh, about what we're doing. And then if any Jaguars, you know, brass or schedule makers, anybody is listening to the sh- show, which we know you are, schedule these fools at 1 p.m. in September. <laughs> I don't want this to be a night game. No, we had to deal with their elements. Give me this game 
1 p.m., humid AF outside. That's what I want. I want them to feel it. We were talking about that with some of the fans, and and I told them, I said, if you got to come to us in September, you better get ready. You know, Start hydrating be, now. Yeah, <laughs> it's going to be hot. And the guy was like, how hot? I said, remember that comment I just made about the beer out there, uh, back home? Probably about five minutes, maybe ten if you're in some shade. That's about how long it's going to be cold before it becomes warm and you want another one. And you, um, yeah, the when you look at the game, man, there was a lot of big you know plays of obviously the turnovers, but we were right there. Um, Kelsey made some incredible catches, especially on third down. I don't know why we didn't double team him and make someone else beat us. That's another time, another argument for another day. Uh, but when you think about how the Chiefs operate, for the most part, we kind of, you know, kept them out of rhythm early. What I think really did it, what really sucked the soul out of us wasn't even Mahomes. It was freaking that Henny drive when he came in and we couldn't get the ball back. We could not get him off the field. And, and I'm just like, dude, we, we, you need to blitz him, do something, anything. You were not finna sit here and let Chad Henney go on a 14 play, you know, what was it, 85 yards or whatever the heck it was, and eat up seven minutes of the clock. Like that that's just like you gotta get off the field. When the back when you're smelling blood, I get it. We didn't want you know, we don't want to win like that. We don't want Mahomes to get hurt, but it happened. And then Henny comes in and yeah, it was different the way they scored. It wasn't, you know, the the, the quick up and down, but they still scored. And it was just one of those drives that just really killed all momentum in that second quarter. Um, he'd come back on the sidelines, but he had his um, jacket on. And Mahomes did. He, you could tell they were, you know, saving him for the third quarter. Um, and they let just Henny, you know, roll with the show, and he kept it moving. Yeah. Um, and and that's a testament to Andy Reid. He saw that okay, Henny's moving the ball right now. There's a chance we can score. Patrick, you just sit over here on the side for a minute. Don't worry, you're going to go back in the third. Let's see if we can eat up some clock and get six. And they did. So, you know, it's just one of those things where experience and youth, you know, that's where you see the experience of the Chiefs. Yeah, think about it. That team's been in dogfights with the Tom Brady Patriots. That Those last couple runs that Brady had with the Patriots. So that whole notion of, you got to learn how to learn from your mistakes and losing to get back up to try again. They, they've they done that already. They did that two or three times before they finally got over that hump. Now it's our turn. We need to get over that hump. And it's little things like that that they're going to remember in the offseason. They're all going to go to Cabo or St. Lucia or um, Greece or wherever, you know, Mediterranean, wherever they go, Fiji. But in about three weeks or a month, they're going to come back. And all they're going to think about is probably that second quarter on from the Chiefs game. Agnew's going to be thinking about the the quote-unquote fumble uh, because it wasn't. And, and all the plays that were left out on the field, Lucan's going to be thinking about that drop pick. And that's exactly what is going to give us fuel for next year because I, I think that this is this is just the beginning. This is just the beginning. And the <clears throat> the importance of you know, the importance of making those plays. Like, you know, when you get into, when you get into, you know, meaningful football in January, 
there is no there, there is a possibility of no next week. You know, you got to make the play now. And I think that when you're dealing with a young team, you know, like we have right now, those growing pain, pains are, are are what gets you to the next step. And you mentioned it too, Derek, like about, you know, the, this Chiefs team now going through those growing pains and getting past, you know, the Brady's, um, you know, and getting past, <clears throat> you know, uh, you know that, that, that those nemesis, nemesises, you know, I think that's what's, or nemesis, I think that's what it's going to be, you know, for the Jags, um, you know, going forward. The AFC right now is stacked with so many, it's stacked with talent. Like you've got, you know, your Burroughs, you've got your Mahomes, um, you know, you've got your Herberts, you've got your Trevor Lawrences, um, you know, so the road out of the, the road through the AFC South right now, it should come to Jack, come through Jacksonville, honestly, mm-hmm. you know, and then, so we won the AFC South in a year where nobody, where, where everyone expected us to win, you know, six to five to six games. So we've assessed dominance there and actually won that. Now it's maintaining that dominance and going forward, how are you going to be able to go to toe to toe with some of the colossal teams that are maybe one a two year ahead of you? You know what I mean? Your 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 Buffaloes and things like that. You know, you got to make that step next year to be one of the teams that people circle and like, man, I don't know if we're going to get that get that W there. Or, oh, Jacksonville's got to come here. Oh, I don't know about that. And I think consistent playmaking, consistent cohesion, and I think, you know, quarterback and head coach are very, you know, instrumental to that. And I think that we're in a very good position right now to run that course for the next four, you know, five years. And it's not going to get any easier either because you got the Raiders, they're trying to load up. You know, um, Sean Payton, the ex-Saints coach, he's already visited with Denver twice. I, I I hope that he doesn't go there because giving Russell Wilson new life with a guy like Sean Payton and those receivers they have, that could be, a you know, for the Chiefs, that would be terrible. Uh, for everybody else in the AFC, that would just be another hurdle you have to cross um, to give that team new life. You've got... The, the, and I'm not saying that the AFC is so much superior than the NFC, but if you look at it from not only just a quarterback perspective, but a team perspective, if you took away San Francisco and Philly, I mean, you could take away the two of the AFC's best teams, and the AFC still has a few more teams that are just kind of, you know, loaded um, as far as just that those hurdles to get through to get to where you want to be, which is ultimately a chance to win a Super Bowl. And that even feels weird to even say that after the season. That's the, that's the goal, obviously. The Jags have that opportunity to get better. they got a lot of cap decisions to make. They have, you know, Balky said today in a press conference that they're going to focus more on the draft and less than free agency. That's good because that means he's going to try to re-sign what we have you might get some guys to restructure some deals and then focus on maybe drafting some of those contributors that we need uh, to possibly get us over that, that hump. Obviously, we, everybody knows we have Ridley. All right. Would Ridley have made a difference on Saturday? Absolutely, he would have. Would it have helped us win? We don't know. But we know one thing. He's just going to be another added weapon, someone that we need to stretch that field. So 
they, they got a lot of things that they need to clean up. It's not a over like a big overhaul rebuild like it has been in the past. Now it's about fine tuning the engine. You got your quarterback, you've got your running back, you've got some decent wide receivers. Your tight end wants to be here, so you've got that. You've got some young pieces around the offensive line, defensive line. There's some questions. A lot of people have some opinions. We can get into those in later episodes. But uh, what are you going to do? You bring back Arden Key, obviously, but what about Josh Allen? He wants to get paid. The seven sacks. Is it worth a big-time deal for seven sacks? We don't know. Maybe it may be to them up in the front office. If you ask me, I think what uh, we looked up a stat the other day when we were on the road, JK3, was it uh, Hutchinson for Detroit? Didn't he have like eight, eight and a half sacks this season? Or something like yeah. that. <clears throat> and, no, I mean he he yeah he so yeah, he balled out. So when you think about you know we draft Trayvon Walker, yes he's got to learn the pass rush. Yes we know he's a big bull and all those things, but seven sacks and three sacks, so ten sacks, and then you have a rookie that put up like eight or whatever whatever that number is. You know, that, don't quote me on it. Um, we need that type of production, and sacks and quarterback play is what gets you to the ultimate prize, and. Quarterback play improved tremendously. Sacks were kind of in the middle of the road, and they need to improve that. And it might cause for a hard decision here coming up. Yeah. Well, I know that part of what we're planning in the coming weeks is sort of doing a report card-esque episode or two on the various position groups, maybe the quarters of the season. But overall, I mean, can you – would you have imagined – at the end of last year, even the halfway point of this year, that we'd even be having a conversation like this where you're using the words, you know, we just need to fine tune. I mean, that's that's crazy the amount of time, the short amount of time it took for Doug Peterson to turn this thing around after all those years with like Gus Bradley, for example, and, and Dave Caldwell, where it was like, okay, next year we're going to get it. Next year we're going to get it. Next Doug Peterson turns it around in one year. What do you attribute that to? I attribute it to... Doug Peterson's, you know, kind of who who he, you know, learned how to be a professional under. Andy Reid. Let's start there. Where he got the foundation of his coaching habits. And then he took those foundations, went to Philly, and got a ring. When you have the ring, you get respect. So when he walks into the to the team, you know, team meeting that first week, you know, whatever he said to them. Whether if he gathered them up and had a team meeting and said, let's get all the Urban Meyer crap out of the way right now. Okay. And, you know, whether if he did that or if he met with them individually one-on-one and wanted to know how they felt about last season. I bet you he probably did that. Who knows? That's that's what started it. That's what that's what started. It was a chain reaction. Yeah, they lost some games and we were three and six and we were like, what the heck? You know, it'll be a six and, you know, 11, seven and 10 win season. But then something happened in that bye week. I think what happened was Trevor started calming down instead of putting pressure on himself. I've always said for a lot of, there's been a, man, there's been a lot of talk out there about, oh, he overthrew that ball to Kirk. Chris Collinsworth, I think, said that. Chris Collinsworth, man, you need to go to where you're from in Space Coast, uh, Florida, and find you a retirement home and never come back. Okay, that was dumb. (laughs) Okay, that was a dumb comment. All right. Yeah, for those of y'all that know, yeah, Chris Collinsworth is a Florida boy. Um, I think he's in, you know, but anyway, point is. Also, Derek, also, he sounded like he wanted to make love to Patrick Mahomes yeah. in that broadcast. Yeah. It was ridiculous. Just stupid. Stupid. 
And for the I rest think, of you um, that think that think Trevor is not that good, you're about to find out how not good he is next season. You saw the video. I think me O'Brien shot the video. The whole world saw it now. Okay, as leadership. All right, that look on his face. It wasn't just on some, hey, we lost, we're going to go back. No, he's going to go heal up the bumps and bruises. I think it, I think he's his coming out, he had a coming out party this this past season. Now you're about to really see what he can do coming next year. I think also, too, I think Doug really did come in and establish, <clears throat> you know, a culture. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that's such a, such a hot, like a buzzword right now is like, you know, what the culture is and what your team's looking like. And to me, when you do those exit interviews or when you see a lot of the players that are talking, you know, post how the season is and things like that, everyone wants to come back. That's another thing that I've noticed, too, is that, you know, we've got people that actually want to be in Jacksonville and not because of contractual you know, reasons. You've got, you know, Evan Ingram, who's coming off the best season of his career and, and, and can command some really good money, you know, just go out there and say that, yes, I want to be here in Jacksonville. Like, yes, there's a business side of it, but I want to be here. <clears throat> you got, you know, folks, uh, you got Arden Key. I want to be here. You have, uh, you know, Trevor lobbying four guys and vocally saying that I've already talked to Trent about a couple of players that, you know, we have to have and Trent and Doug and, uh, you know, who I want to have back. When have we ever won? had a quarterback that, you know, had the the play and the, you know, the the respect to go to leadership and say, this is who we need back and this is why. And then also, when have we ever had players that were contractually obligated say that I want to be here? I mean, and another thing too, even going back to uh, earlier this year, prior to training camp, you know, mini camp, things like that, when players have the opportunity to break and go away, Everyone's still training here at the facility. Everyone's still pretty much here in town. Uh, you know, Trevor and the receivers are across uh, the river at um, not Episcopal. Is that is that Episcopal on the yeah. one of those high schools that's on the yeah. water? Yeah, over there. Uh, you know, throwing um, with each other, and you know, it's just that it that that's just what it is. They're they're continuing, you know, and whatever Doug is, you know, feeding them and you know grooming them and you know getting them ready. That's what it is, man. I mean, Doug. You know, by far, it has been, you know, one of the X factors and a lot of the things that we've been talking about, too, as far as what it's going to look like here in the in the in the playoffs and leading up to this. It's, you know, the superior coaching, you know, from a guy that, you know, we finally got it right and, you know, feel comfortable going forward in, in into the uh, in into the future with. All right. Well, good stuff. I mean, there is some optimism uh, to be had for sure. And uh, again, I can't imagine uh, thinking that this is the outcome of the season six months ago, a year ago. It's just wild how, how quickly things turned around. That Any, also, uh, Corey, uh, my mm-hmm. bad. Also, too, yep. like the 24th pick. Yeah. Like, <laughs> we're going to be able to actually turn on the draft late <laughs> the, the draft weird. for the draft for us isn't must see tv mm-hmm. you know for for jacks fans you know we yeah. can actually sit back and you know maybe take a nap and tune on the draft you know a little bit you know later unless you're you know a mock draft like guru or something like that which i'm not but um I, a year ago man it was 
and I've mentioned it on on uh, several episodes, you know, ago. We literally went from the last game against the Colts last year, the last regular season game, to making national attention for dressing like clowns and the fans being dis- disgruntled with the leadership and things like that to almost exactly 365 days playing for the AFC South title against our rivals, the Tennessee Titans, and a sold-out capacity Saturday night football game. Like, if you really think about that in almost a year's exact time where we've been you know, from a franchise where we've gone. And, you know, I just hope that, and again, I just hope that next year it is even better than what it is. And the bar has already been raised for them, to be honest with you. If they did this in their yep. first year, like, look at all the one-score games that we we lost. You know, all the one-score games that didn't fall our way. If you convert those one-score games into victories, we may not have to go to Kansas City. Sure. You know, we, we may be here. You know, we may not have to... You know, go, uh, you know, we, we may not have to, you know, go come back from, you know, 27 or whatever to beat the Chargers. You know, it may be a little bit of an easier road for us, uh, you know, by, by you know, possibly having a better record and then possibly, you know, at, at least playing for, you know, by or anything like that. So I think the future is pretty bright, man. And, you know, um, I think that one of the lessons learned by some of, uh, you know, the folks as well that that didn't get season tickets just you better get them now because the home schedule next year is going to be, I mean, playing a first place schedule, you really get to play some quality teams. And I think that we're going to find out who this team, who this team is in 23 real quick with, you know, some of the opposing teams that are coming to Jacksonville. Yeah. I think uh, even more than the outcome, the memories this season almost maybe exceed any other season and a bunch of seasons all put together, right? Like the Cowboys game, the the comeback against the Chargers. I mean, there's just so many wild things that happened this year and, and just awesome memories. That, yes, they will be. Huh? I'm sorry, go ahead. I said, yes, they'll be hard to top. But at the same time, if topping it means that we don't have to make dramatic comebacks, then that's okay. You know, I can live with that. I think for a fan that was like a casual fan, you know, or, you know, someone that was on the fence, a lot of core memories that happened. I mean, like, Corey, you know, you go to the games with your daughter. I go to the games with my wife. There's some been some great, you know, things that have happened. I mean, like last year, you know, like one of the plays you automatically think of last year is uh, Jamal Agnew running the kickoff back. Right. This year, you're like the Rayshon Jenkins. You're thinking about. Josh Al or Josh Allen's, uh, you know, strip sack. Um, you're thinking about um, just any of the ETN runs um, that that you know that that he's almost taking to the house. You're thinking about any of the throws from Trevor. A lot of really good core memories and things like that that you know happened you know this year that are going to propel the fan base into next year. And I just hope that <clears throat> you know I, I'm a big encourager of people you know, finding what's right in their income um, and going to the gym and going to the games, you know, not saying you got to get, you know, um, club seats or anything else like that, but finding what works within your means. If, if it's two or three games, uh, you know, a year, I'm a big proponent of that. You know, we are 30, one of 32 teams or one of 32 cities in the entire world that have an NFL team. 
And, you know, we really have to take advantage of that. And there are things that change the narrative about, oh, Jaguars don't have fans. I can't believe Jacksonville has fans. It's you guys showing up to the games. Uh, and then if you've got the opportunity, I know, Derek, this was your first away game. If you've got the opportunity, you know, to see them play, again, they play in Tampa next year. They That's a three, four-hour road trip. You know, they played in, in New Orleans, which is a doable road trip as well. If you've got the opportunity to go see your team play, um, you know, change the narrative and get out there and get on the road and go see them play, man. It's really opportunity and it's really a unique opportunity to do it. Yeah, and Derek probably is going to fight me over this comment uh, being, you know, a, a super sharp accounting person, but I kind of endorse being financially irresponsible and maybe even exceeding <laughs> your income and uh, maybe Don't getting debt to, to buy tickets uh, to support the team. You love your team. Um, you support your team. Don't go into debt over your team. Okay, uh, I think you do. if I you mean, do honestly. do that, then hey, that's your business. Um, but no, like you said, one of thirty-two cities to have an NFL team. I was talking to one of my one of my good buddies the other day. He, he's a massive Patriots fan. He's from that that area. That's why he is. Um, and he said, "I may be a Pats fan, D, but I love living in an NFL city. I love I love turning on the radio every in the morning." Um, it just makes it more interesting. And that's a luxury that we have. That's a luxury that, you know, you know, pending some decisions, you know, stadium upgrades, upgrades down there by the shipyards, you know, decisions have already been made for some of it and they still got more to go. Um, we, we've got a, a, a nice, uh, we've got a nice kind of potential, you know, seeing, you know, in 10 years, our experience game day can be completely different. Mm-hmm. Um, the funny part is going out to where the, you know, to the game in Kansas city, the stadium is nowhere near the city, hmm. nowhere near the city at all. Interesting. Um, it's about 25 minutes out and literally if there's no game, there's nobody out there. <laughs> wow. You got the that's Royal stadium right there. You got the chief stadium there and that's it. <laughs> like there, I think there was a waste management company. There was some strange company, which I don't know what that was, where we had the bold city party. A lot of hills, a lot of straw. Oh, yeah, we saw a bunch of people slide down a hill and not on purpose, okay, <laughs> when it started raining and snowing. Um, but where we have an opportunity as a city and the team to really build something special around the riverbanks, finally make that area attractive. So where now, instead of, oh, the Jaguars don't have any fans, oh, I wish we had that. Man, what? You, you know, so yeah. there's definitely potential there. It just has to, you know, finally come out. And I think that with a, a quality product on the field, this is what, you know, the city needs to rally behind. Because for years, oh, I'm not voting, you know, city council, all that, all that political garbage. Guess where it starts? Well, what's the football team done lately? Mm-hmm. That's where that's it exactly starts. Right. Yep, that's yeah. Exactly right. So... Um, hats off to the whole entire organization, Doug Peterson. Um, still not giving my any stripes to, to Balky, but uh, come on, yeah. man, bulletproof no. Balky, no Teflon no. Trent, absolutely no, no. Let's see what he does <laughs> with a full off season and two. Then I might do that. Okay, I'm the, I might be the last one to to get on the train, but he's gonna have to win me over. So, um, but anyway. Fair. 
Yeah, no, I, I I think we're all looking forward to the day coming soon where we can stay the night at the new Four Seasons the night before the game and, and walk down to our retractable roof stadium with free refills. That'll be exciting. I don't know if it's going to uh, be retractable roof. Or whatever. <laughs> the shade thing that they're talking about. <laughs> Look, I'm, I'm dreaming big, all right? Um, and then another, and then just like every game, performances by the band American Authors pre and halftime uh, with, with the amazing, obviously. Uh, we'd love that. Um, so, uh, so, yeah, no, that's a couple quick things, quick hitters. And, and again, we'll have some additional episodes coming out. Over the next coming weeks, as far as more in-depth review of the season and position groups and uh, whatever else uh, is coming up in the offseason, I guess. Uh, But uh, if anybody watched the Ticketmaster hearing today, Jags got uh, shouted out. Uh, One of the gentlemen that represents, uh, I guess, one of the think tanks in Florida talked about the experience of going to a Jaguars game in TIA Bank Fields. That was kind of cool. I'll try to find that clip and tweet it for whoever is actually interested in that. Probably nobody. Um, and, uh, you know, I did want to kind of come full circle and, uh, talk about something that we didn't get a chance to talk about before you guys left for Kansas city, which was that, uh, that choir video with Duval. Um, I'm thinking next season, instead of that, uh, shadows tunnel thing that we do that we actually play that in the stadium to hype everybody up. What do you think? Social media was doing so good until, (laughs) (laughs) until the week we needed them most. (laughs) <laughs> you know, until the week that we needed them most, man. Uh, it's just... It's quite possible that cursed us. I'm just saying. <laughs> it's possible. I felt a curse when I saw that. No so, comment. Uh, yeah, which might be sacrilegious or something. I don't know. Yeah. No, no, church no, or something, no, but, no, no comment. Um, yeah. Yeah, I, I retract all that. But... um, I don't. But yeah. You don't. <laughs> JK3 doesn't. Um. But yeah, no, so exciting stuff on the horizon. Uh, again, we'll be back uh, here in the coming weeks. If you do have any uh, you know, thoughts on the season or the game or just feedback in general uh, that you want us to cover on the, on the podcast, you know, feel free to tweet us at, at Down by the Bank, and you can see all of our individual handles on there as well. Um, again, go back and look at some of the pictures uh, that were posted. You can see JK3 and Derek with Tony Baselli. I mean, obviously the stars of the uh, the pregame party there, which was pretty cool. I like to tell people I live in the poor part of St. John's County, so I didn't make the trip, unfortunately. But there isn't um, any poor part of St. John's. <laughs> what, what so uh, poor part of St. John's County, you talking? But about? yeah, but I do want to try to incorporate an away game into the schedule next season for sure, because it definitely That's sounds it like a lot of fun. That's yeah. how it starts, man. You go to one, the next year you're like, man. Then you get crazy like me and try to see one, uh, and try to see him in all thirty-two or all thirty-one other cities. So, yep, yeah. Yep. So I will. I don't even care if I'm going to go in excessive amounts of debt to go to an away <laughs> game. Uh, I am refusing Derek's advice, and I will be a hey, diehard. Hey, you, you do you. Okay, you, you do you. Um, that, that's all I'm gonna say today. All right. So, and then, uh, by the way, folks that are listening, please jump on Apple Podcasts, leave us a rating and review, uh, as well as you, you know, I think you can do this on Spotify and Google Podcasts. I keep asking that question and never checking, but if you can leave rating reviews on there, that's great. But Apple Podcasts is one of the main drivers of the podcast, uh, getting a little bit more visibility. So we'd appreciate that. And it's fun to hear your feedback. So that's it for today's episode. Great season, uh, lots of fun, and uh, we won't be going away. So keep an eye out on your podcast feed going forward. Thanks for listening. 
Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.